Welcome to the Gospel Radio Favorites podcast. My name is Brian Crow. Now, I'll be your host today, and this is something a little different. This is not a music program. I will not be playing music. Well, maybe once in a while, I'll play a small piece, what I call a snippet of a song if we're talking about it, and I feel it's appropriate to add it to the podcast. It's just me and you, and we're going to talk about faith-based news, Christian news, Southern gospel music, but we'll talk about that in a minute. Let me tell you who I am so you know who you're listening to. I'm the network director of the Life FM. It's the Southern Gospel's largest radio network, 26 stations covering 10 states, and it continues to grow, so I'm excited to be a part of that. I also host the morning show there at the Life FM. It's called Rise and Shine. And then at all my spare time, I host a nationally syndicated Southern Gospel music program. It's called Gospel Radio Favorites, and that is a music program. It's about an hour long. I'm excited because currently it's in 54 markets, I think. It's in quite a bit. I don't know. I'm not keeping track, but the last I looked, someone had asked me and I went and looked. Okay, so enough about me. Let's Before we get started, if you like Southern Gospel music, I'm going to throw a shameless plug in here. If you like Southern Gospel music, then visit my website. That's gospelradiofavorites.com, www.gospelradiofavorites.com. Be sure to look at the website, go on Facebook, like and follow my page, Gospel Radio Favorites. Okay, got that out of the way. Enough of that. It's a brand new podcast. I'm excited. Very first one. So let's get to the meat and potatoes of what we're going to talk about. Edit. Planning on being about an hour long. Just as I said, just me and you together spending a little time. Getting to know me and I'm getting to know you. By the way, if you're listening to the podcast, send me a message. Now, supposedly, if you're listening to the podcast, there is a voicemail message link and you can click on that button and then send me a message. I'd like to know. Maybe you have some information for me. Maybe you have some encouraging words, or maybe you didn't like something I said. Just be nice about it, okay? (laughs) You know, I've got to tell you, I really didn't even know what a podcast was or is. I had to look it up. I had a couple people tell me I should do a podcast. Eh, okay. I didn't know what it was. So Google is an awesome tool. It's an awesome resource. So here I am. I'm doing a podcast. And I appreciate you being here today, or tonight, whenever you're listening. So a couple things. I really don't know where this is going to go or how this will evolve. And I'm sure it will evolve. This podcast will change and evolve. And hopefully it'll move in a positive direction as we continue the programs throughout the year. So I'm sure that some of the topics I cover will be engaging, will be really exciting, and then others are going to be what I call snoozers, going to make you fall asleep. But just don't change the button, because I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time on one particular topic. So if there's something you don't like, just hang around a few minutes, and we'll move on to the next one. As I said, I do want your feedback, so hit that button and send me a message. Let me know you've heard it. Let me know that you're enjoying the podcast. So what do you say? Let's get started. So coming up, we're going to talk about the top Five new releases in Southern Gospel Music for February 2020, 2020. Also, a trio in Southern Gospel Music takes a break from their music ministry. We're going to let you know who that is. And 
I debated on whether or not talking about this particular topic. There's an elephant in the room in Southern Gospel music. What in the world is going on with singing news? We're going to talk about that. At least I think we are. We'll see when we get there. I don't know what it is lately, but it's been extremely difficult for me to pick top Southern Gospel music songs. Let me tell you why. Let me try to explain it. It seems like many of these artists... No, I'm talking about when I say artist, I'm talking about all the categories, like the soloist, duos, trios, quartets, mixed groups. What am I missing? Family groups. Am I missing any? Many of them, and I'm talking about a number of them, have stepped up their game in Southern Gospel music. And I'm listening to these tracks, and they're just absolutely outstanding vocals, top-notch music tracks. They've got tight harmonies, just professional musicians. And a lot of these songs now are written with catchy hooks. So I'm proud. Let me just say this. You know, I'm proud to promote Southern gospel music. Here's the thing, and I've always said this for many years. I am willing to place our genre of Southern gospel music against any other genre of music out there. Compare our talents, our vocal talents, our musician talents, our arrangers, our writers against any other genre of music out there, because I think we have the best. And I'm so excited that these artists are taking their talents and they're using them for the kingdom of God. You know, they could. there's a lot of artists out there could be singing in other genres of music, but they've chosen Southern Gospel, so I'm real excited. And you can't see me now, but I'm swinging my arms around as I'm talking because I'm very passionate about this, and I almost hit the mic. (laughs) almost hit my mic stand. And if I do that, I have to go back and re-record. But I'm trying not to do any editing. I'm just trying to move through, make this a natural podcast, something that you and I can just enjoy together. So I'm excited. Many, many great songs out there. But what happens is then that makes it hard for the disc jockeys, the ones who, the programmers, radio programmers, who are spinning the music, who are playing the songs. Well, there's so many great songs, so many great hooks in these songs. And here's the other thing, you know, I really look at the message and make sure that it's biblical, make sure it matches up to the Word of God, or I'm not going to play it. And I think there's the majority of the disc jockeys out there, they feel the same way in Southern Gospel music. So good job, artist. Now, if there was a way that I could thank each one of you in person, I would do that. But you'll just have to take this as a thank you. So let's take a look at the SGN Scoops magazine. They have come out with the chart for the month of February 2020. Let's start from number five. And these are the top new releases, according to SGN Scoops magazine. I've heard and played all of these on my program. And coming in at number five is the Crab Family. Now, they're on tour right now. They're touring as a family. And I think if you get a chance, you need to go out and see them because each one of them have their own careers individually. So it's an honor that they're back together. And I would love the opportunity to see them. Number four, a song that I really like. If you listen to the words on there, it's just absolutely moving. It's the Wise Carvers, a song called Go Down Again. Number three, and of course, I guess I shouldn't be surprised that these guys are in the top five new releases. It seems like 
every song they put out lately has just been number one or number two or number three. Coming in at number three, the top five SGN Scoops Magazine songs being played. Legacy 5, I believe the book. Now, Tally's coming in at number two, and I really like this song as well. It's called Get Me There. We're going to talk about the Tally's coming up later on in this podcast. And then number one, The God I Serve, none other than Karen Peck and New River. Now, this is not all of the songs. These are just five of the 20 that SGN Scoops magazine has listed as the top new releases. Now, there are other artists listed on there, like Exodus. They have a really cool song out. The Sound, The Perrys, Sacred Harmony, The Steels. There's just, well, 20 altogether. Many, many more. So check it out. My question, do you agree with this list? Is there an artist on this list that shouldn't be, or is there one that you think should be on there that's not listed? I'd love to know. There's something I didn't give you. Let me give you my email. It's gospelradiofavorites at gmail.com. Gospelradiofavorites at gmail.com. You can email me if you'd like to comment on the podcast. Or, as I mentioned earlier, click that button and record. You never know. Your comment may be on the next podcast. So, something that just came to mind. If you listen to my syndicated show, Gospel Radio Favorites, or listen to me on the Life FM, you'll hear me say often, I'll say, here's one of my favorites. Well, it's true. They are my favorite. I like them all. All that I play, anyway. You know, I may say, here's one of my favorite from the Perry's or Justified Quartet or Exodus or whoever it is. That's because they are, at that time, truly my favorite song. But by placing them numerically on a chart from 20 to 1, I think that is extremely difficult. Okay, I think I've talked about that enough. Let's move on. What do you say? Now, I'm saddened to hear that one of Southern Gospel Music's great trios, and I've really enjoyed the last few songs that they put out, they've decided to step down from the music ministry, at least how they're wording it is putting it on hold. Do you know who this is? Have you seen this already? Well, it's the third row boys, and I'm certainly saddened. So some of the songs that you may recognize from the third row boys is I'll Meet You at the Gate, Do It All, Grace, Love, and Mercy. I love that song. And I Went from Riches to Rags. Those are just a handful of the ones that they've come out with over the last, I don't know, maybe a couple of years. Really like that. So, if you haven't heard about them or how their name was derived, there are three guys always sitting on the third row of the church choir. So, that's how they come up with their name, the Third Row Boys. Now, the Third Row Boys were picked up and promoted by Jump Promotions, and I can never remember what that stands for. I had to look. It's Joy Unspeakable Music Promotions, J-U-M-P. Now, Brandon writes in a letter to the industry, those folks, the family, friends, and fans, that he's not necessarily quitting, but at this point he's pushing the pause button for the third row boys. So Brandon Teague, Sean Barber, and John Hopkins, we're certainly going to miss you. Here's what Sean writes, and I do want to read this to you. I started to realize there is a limit as to what I can do. 
Being a husband, a father of four busy kids, and a full-time dentist owning and managing a very busy practice. I quickly realized that the amount of time I had to manage a growing music ministry, on top of all of that, it was diminishing. In utter humility, I realized that I simply can't do it all. At least, not all right now. I also felt very strongly that because of my limited availability, I was holding back the talents of both of these other current members, Sean Barber and John Hopkins. I've always known that God has amazing things in store for them, and I wouldn't want to be in the way of that. So after many weeks of prayer and healthy conversation, I knew that for the benefit of everyone and everything in my life, something had to give. Third Row Boys, we're going to miss you. So that is the Third Row Boys announcement, and there is another group in Southern Gospel Music who have already announced the retirement, and that is the Tallies. This year, 2020, it is it for the family group, the Tallies. Now, they have enjoyed numerous, numerous accolades, 11 number one songs, many singing news fan awards, Dove Award nominations. They've even appeared on the Gaither Homecoming video series. They've had many concert tours. They've been on the Dr. Charles Stanley was at In Touch and John Hagee Ministries. They've had a wonderful, wonderful ministry. They've been on television, the Music City Show, and have toured over overseas to Norway, Northern Ireland, Italy, South Africa. So the Tallies consistently take their music with a message to hundreds of concerts and church audiences all over America. So the Tallies, we are certainly going to miss them. So if you get a chance to see the Tallies in concert this year, 2020, 2020, be sure to do that because you may not have another opportunity. Now the good news is, Lauren Talley, she's officially announcing her solo career. Honestly, if you followed the tallies, you could kind of see that. She's been going out on her own quite a bit, and I'm excited because I'm a big Lauren Talley fan. So, Lauren, I wish you the best in your solo career, and I am so sad to see that the tallies are retiring. So, by the way, I want to say congratulations to the old Paths Quartet for their number one song. And it's been number one on multiple charts for the month of February 2020. Congratulations. It is a great song. Let's just look at some of, let's start at number 10 and kind of work down. Number 10 coming in is the Wiznitz, a song called Keep Me Close. That's a great song. Number nine, The People That God Gives You by the Bowling Family. I've had so many requests for that song and people are playing that song now for funerals, believe it or not. Number eight, Greater Vision, You've Arrived. Number seven, The Browders, When God Says, Wait. Number six, The Williamsons, Robes of Pure White, great song. Number six, Come to the Well, The Kingdom Heirs. Boy, that's a peppy one there. Number four, Your Love, Jeff and Sherry Easter. Number three, Love Still Flows by the Taylors. And number two, The His Songs, God Says You Can. And of course, I've already mentioned the number one song in Southern Gospel music for the month of February 2020. Come Sunday morning, the Old Pass Quartet. Great song right there. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. 
It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Okay, so we're talking about charts. Let's talk about the elephant in the room. That's right. And I'm not talking about Dumbo. What's going on with the singing news magazine and the change of their charting process to a spin-based charting process? Now, there's even been a change of the guard as to who runs and controls the charting process. Now, Singing News, I think they announced, they just, I remember receiving an email, they'll no longer be accepting weekly charts as well. So my question to Singing News is, I'd like to know how you're going to populate a weekly chart if you're going to continue with a weekly chart. And how is that created? Who picks the songs? Because I'm pretty sure they're going to continue with the the weekly top 20 countdown. So who's going to pick those songs? Who's going to determine the number one song every week? Just kind of wondering, not real sure how that's going to work out. So as a broadcaster, a Southern Gospel Music broadcaster, I've received numerous phone calls and emails from different promoters, and they want to know if I'm going to stay with Singing News or going to drop them and switch to another charting service. I've had a lot of emails, a lot of phone calls, a lot of folks wanting to know what we're going to do. So, and you know, I've heard through the grapevine that many have pulled away from the singing news and they're not charting with them anymore. And I've heard that some folks have even stopped airing the singing news top 20 countdown for the radio station. So, there's a lot going on. I'm sure that we'll know more as time goes on. Kind of feel like we're left in the dark a little bit. Now, on the other side of this, the other side of the news is SGN Scoops has picked up the majority of these stations, and I'm excited to see where SGN Scoops will take this. You know, they are just on a roll right now, and Rob Patz from SGN Scoops knows the industry, so I'm positive that the charts now with SGN Scoops, we're all in good hands, and they're going to do quite well with this. All right, let's switch gears. I want to talk about a faith-based topic, a Christian-based topic. Now, it's not music-related, but it affects all of us who claim to be Christians. China has upped its persecution of Christians with Communist Party officials and offering a hefty reward now to those who can provide information about underground Christians. They're looking for secret churches, all those who are involved in what they call illegal religious activity. Now, think about that, Christian, for a minute. Now, China ranks as the 27th worst nation in the world when it comes to Christian persecution. Now, that's according to Open Doors USA's World Watch List. Now, they said that they're going to pay up to 10,000 Chinese yuan. That's how you pronounce that. It's around $1,500 U.S. money, U.S. currency, for information on anyone that can give them names, addresses, good information, leading to the arrest of Christians and other religious leaders of those who claim to be a Christian. Now, that scares me. You know, really think about this for a minute, because as Christians, Christians complain when we are expected to go to church more than once a week. You know, we're blessed people to live here in the United States, but let's look at U.S. church shootings for a minute. Are they on the rise in the United States? What we would call maybe homegrown terrorists? 
Do we have something to be concerned about being Christians here in the United States now with all of these church shootings? Are they on the rise? Well, I looked that up. More than 91 people have been killed in the last 22 church-related shootings since 1999, with at least eight shooters then killing themselves also for a total of 99 dead. Now, back in November of 2019, a man wearing all black with a rifle, and you may remember this, it's been all over the news, he came in to a church, he had a gun stashed under his long black coat. Now, he gunned down two people in this church, and then a parishioner, a member of this church, shot this guy, and it was all caught on tape, and a lot of people seen that video. Now, on November 5th of 2017, dressed in black tactical gear and armed with an assault weapon, 21-year-old Devin Kelly opened fire at the First Baptist Church of Sutherland Springs in Texas, killing 26 people and wounding about 20 others. Now, to date, this is considered the deadliest church shooting in the history of the United States. Now, I made some notes on a couple more. September 24th, 2017, Emmanuel Kadiga Sampson, he was 25, was charged with killing a woman and wounding six other people with gunshots at the Burnett Chapel Church of Christ in Nashville, Tennessee. So totaling everything up, according to the research here, more than 91 people have been killed in the last 22 church-related shootings since 1999, with at least eight shooters then killing themselves. So that's a total of about 99 dead. So the question that I have is, should we be concerned here in the United States with these homegrown terrorists? Should we be concerned enough to bring a gun to church? have armed security outside in the lobbies. But I can tell you one thing, it is not anywhere near as bad as China, as Christians are being persecuted and killed because of their faith. Now, I've got to share a story with you, and I'm not going to tell you where it was at, what state, how many years ago it was, but it was quite a while. I remember sitting in a church, they have two services, and we were just finishing up from the first service, and a woman came walking up to me. She was a gray-haired woman. And she asked me if I was coming or going because I was sitting in her seat. Really? Think about that. Think about how we treat visitors that come into worship at God's house. Think about it when we start complaining. You know, I've heard complaints about pews. They're too hard. There's no cushions. The air is not working right. The pastor has kept us way too long. When we start looking at those complaints and then thinking about China and how they're persecuting Christians, they're killing them. Maybe we need to realign our thoughts. Maybe we need to say, hey, we don't have it as bad as we really think we do. That's just something to think about. Okay, so now we've got to talk about this. The Nielsen Music Report, end of the year report, states that over 14 million vinyl records were sold in the United States. Now, that is a lot of vinyl records. Now, as a matter of fact, this is the highest level since 1991, according to Billboard. They actually, this last year, outsold CDs. That's right. So the question is, do you still have your record player? I don't, so I'm going to have to get one because I'm going to start collecting vinyl records again. Now, they say that there are several reasons Several explanations on why vinyl is coming back. Number one, they say it's tangible. 
They can look at the artwork and l- read the liner notes. It's something that they can hold on to and put in their bookshelf or their music collection. Digitals, it's hard to do that. Now, of course, the cool factor, right? Isn't it cool? Isn't it cool to have a vinyl record now? Even the buyers under the age of 25 think that vinyl records are very cool. So the interesting thing is, how old do you think people are that are actually buying these vinyl records? Do you think it's gray-haired folks like me? Maybe people who are 50 and over? As a matter of fact, 27% of folks who are buying the vinyl records are 36 years young and older. That's a little younger than what I thought. So number four, the listening experience is why they're buying vinyl records. And of course, they're using their expensive hi-fi setups in their homes and expensive turntables, but they're listening through their earbuds and just getting a completely different sound. You remember the scratches and the noises that vinyl records make? It gives you a completely different experience listening to vinyl records. And then finally, number five is sound quality. They say that there are many experts out there that feel the old school analog audio provided by vinyl sounds, it's more superior than to digital audio. It's just a completely different sound. I'm certainly a vinyl fan. And I'm going to close the program out today, the very first podcast, yay, we've made it to the end. The 62nd Annual Grammy Awards took place the other day in California. Now, this is the place where they give away awards to several Christian groups and different individuals. And there was a major award given out to a group that dates back to 1935, and this group is named the Chuck Wagon Gang. One of their original recordings was I'll Fly Away. Now, this was recorded by the original members in 1948. It's been placed in the Grammy Hall of Fame. What an honor for the Chuck Wagon Gang. Congratulations to them. A pretty incredible story. If you get time to look back at the history of the Chuck Wagon Gang, congratulations. And that is going to end my podcasts. Until next time, may God richly bless you. Thanks for being here.